Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Preparing for your ICF certification? This can certainly be a daunting process. Terry welcomes certified master coach Eduardo Vieira to the program, and we'll be hearing some ideas and points to make a big difference in your certification process. Let me kind of put the topic on the table. Uh, the first thing is certification, right? That's, and in the coaching world, this is a huge conversation with many, many, many layers, levels, and facets because there are multiple certifications. And on top of that, everyone has the opportunity to sort of pick and choose the different certifications that they personally and professionally want to align with based on their niche, their region in the world, their uh, alumni associations. I mean, there's just so many different facets to this that it becomes a really huge conversation. Um, one that we're, by the way, not going to try and eat all in one in one session. So, so as you know, I want to make sure Eduardo's at peace that I'm not going to ask him to sort that out for everybody on the planet. <laughs> but um, but we're we're going to dive into uh, an important aspect of this, and that has directly to do with getting prepared to either submit or sit for a certification. And, and Eduardo comes with a unique perspective. Um, he is a master certified coach, which I want to kind of take a second and ex express what that means. Uh, the International Coach Federation has uh, three different certification levels, the ACC, the PCC, and the MCC, the MCC being master certified coach. So Eduardo, as we're bringing him on the line here to, to join us for this conversation, has been a professional coach for over a decade, has been my friend and, and a colleague since we were back in, in school eons ago. And he has completed well over 2,500 hours of coaching, professional coaching, the vast majority of that, uh, if not all of it actually, uh, paid in a, in a professional capacity. He has demonstrated the highest level of mastery in certification for the International Coach Federation. And he is actually one of their certifiers and has been for a good number of years, which means uh, a large portion of his life right now is talking and thinking and working with coaches and uh, certification competencies and the demonstration of these things. And I just am so excited to have him here and to bring his wisdom to our conversation to help you, our listener, if you're contemplating getting ready or you're worried about it or thinking about it, getting ready for your certification, uh, we're going to have a conversation today that I think is going to help set your mind at ease and give you some focus. Eduardo, welcome. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, so did I represent you pretty well? I mean, over, as far as yes, uh, well yes. over the 2,500 hours, and I mean, you're you're a man who's up to your your eyeballs in coaching. <laughs> yes, and it's nice to hear from someone else. <laughs> it's actually nice. <laughs> so thank you for saying all that. <laughs> it's it's my pleasure. I mean, it, it's a sincere, sincere appreciation for really how much it. it how much is involved? I mean, there's a lot involved in making the decision to certify. 
uh, and who to certify with and what certification to go for. So the reason I think our conversation today is going to be so beneficial to our listeners is because um, let's just focus in on once you do make the decision and you start to get ready, how to help streamline that process. Does that, that make sense? Sound good? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Good. So I want to talk about uh, something that you said. I was listening to you the other day teaching a class, and you said something about um, the core competencies, which, again, for our listeners, the core competencies is a body of work that is uh, created by the International Coach Federation, and it is, it is pretty widely regarded on a global scale as the preeminent set of standards for what coaching contains, looks like, should should look like, sound like, you know, with with some, of course, interpretation, because, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that, too, even how uh, two different certifiers can hear the same session and can hear different things. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, but this body of work, these competencies, when you are submitting your certification for the ICF, it's this is what your certifiers are listening for. How well are you doing? demonstrating the core competencies. And Eduardo, you said something I thought was just so empowering and insightful, and you're about to be quoted live on a podcast. How exciting is that? <laughs> um, Good. And, and yeah, you're like, yeah, can I get a copy? <laughs> uh, so, so what Eduardo said was we have to remember that coaching existed before the competencies. And I want you to talk about that because I thought that your whole point about that was just so great. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, when I realized that in my process of, of learning the competencies and, and teaching them, and that's how I learned a lot by being involved in it, um, I realized, I don't know when it was, and I don't know if I heard this somewhere else or maybe it just came from, from somewhere in my head or something, but I realized that we're learning something that, um, that someone put together that uh, they thought that was coaching and they we still think about it. And I think, um, so I realized that the coaching existed it at the beginning, you know, started somehow organically in different ways and all around the world, actually. I've been finding more coaches that have been doing coaching for 20 plus years and they didn't, mm -hmm. maybe they're just listen, hearing about the certifications and, and other organizations. So, Coaching started out, and then we created the the competencies or any other body of work that would qualify you as a coach or certify you as a coach. So uh, that's important to remember, and sometimes we lose track of it because we think like, oh, I have to do the competencies, I have to score high, or I have to do this kind of scores or this or that. And if we forget a little bit of that, we just put that aside and think, okay, I'm going to be do coach. I'm going to be doing coaching, and coaching will come naturally, the, the same way it came out naturally at the beginning of of the history of coaching. And then Absolutely. we'll probably match the and we'll probably match the competencies. You know. Right. Exactly. I mean, and this is this is the truth, right? I remember there's a there's a coach down in San Diego. Her name is Kathy Nelson. And so shout out to Kathy Nelson because she's still she's still a very active coach. I remember sitting down and having a, a lunch with her one day, and she said that when she first started in coaching, um, it, had, she was, it was so long ago that for probably her full first several years, 
she actually thought she invented coaching. <laughs> right. <laughs> because she didn't know anybody else. She didn't she didn't know anyone else as far as uh, other coaches. There were no coaching books published that she was aware of. And so here mm-hmm. she was successfully building her business, um, making a good living, impacting tons of lives, flying completely solo, you know. And right. and I think that that's to some some degree – you know, as much as I'm a huge fan of, of standards and competencies and masteries and all of those different components, I think that there is a freedom in remembering just how many successful coaching sessions there were and how much value was being delivered before any of these organizations was ever founded. Right, yeah. And then they all, and some, of, some coaches got together and they said, okay, let's see what we're doing here and let's put some criteria or some, some points there that we're doing all together. And then they came out with the competencies in the case of the ICF or any other or the masteries or any other certifications. So it's important coaching to remember coaching was first and then all the scoring and criteria came about coaching. Right, exactly. And yeah. and I think that I think that really this helps hold a broader perspective, which is and I think that this is something you and I and certainly other other um, more advanced senior coaches that I've listened to, when we talk about listening to, observing other people's coaching sessions, whether they're new coaches or veteran coaches just looking for feedback, one of the things that we're really, really clear to state is this session is just a snapshot, right? This is just a snapshot mm-hmm. of what we're hearing in this particular session. This is not the... Um, determination of who you are as a coach, who you'll ever become as a coach. Um, it's just a slice. It's just a, a, a little window. On, you know, It's like one slide under the microscope. That's all, just one. And we're yeah. going to give and, you feedback based on that one slide. So there's a perspective to hold there about that. Exactly. As an assessor, that's what we want to hear. We want to just hear a little bit of your coaching. Right. And, and a sample of your coaching and see if you're aligned with the competencies in the, in the case of the ICF. And that's all. So we're right. observing and that and see if that, that matches or not or, you know, how far you are or where you are with it. Exactly. And, and really that's no different, I think, for any other certifying body. I think they all have right. shades of the same spirit to them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's um, definitely my experience. Yes, I don't know too much about other uh, bodies of, of certification, but yeah, I'm, I assume that there should be all the same in in that sense that yeah. they're looking for some kind of uh, demonstration of of your competencies in in your coaching, and they just want to see a piece of it. That's all. Right, and it's really I think um, as people are getting ready, there's a this broader perspective to hold, which is you know. This is just about a slice, just about a snapshot of your coaching. But I think, and this is something else we have touched on in conversation before, uh, and that is the the myth of the one single perfect coaching session. Right. That 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 I and I find this energy coming a lot from newer coaches. They, of course, they want to do things, and I'm going to put this in italic air quotes, right? They want to do things right. <laughs> um, and so there's a, a desire, I think, on their part to say, so was that session right? You know, and the reality, and I, I really want you to speak to this because you have listened to so many different sessions, but 
the reality is is that you could do a perfect you could do a quote unquote perfect session for one client one week but if you tried to replicate that session the next week it might be totally inappropriate for the same client is that accurate yeah. can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that yeah, I agree. Um, and, and then what is perfect? You know, what is perfect for you? What is perfect for, for that session? Yeah, I I, I don't like that word, perfect, <laughs> connecting with the, you right. know, the perfect session. We, it's hard to find one perfect, and I don't think it exists, uh, because we we do the best we can in each coaching session. And if you coach them or I coach them, it will be a different session, too, altogether. Right. So where right, we, because our, our perspectives. Right, our perspectives as yeah. individuals show up differently. Exactly. Yeah, we're all different. So when I coach someone, I will go somewhere else that the other coach would not go, maybe. So, and and that's yeah. not or the style of coaching even. You know, you have a style, I have a different one, and and that changes the the coaching uh, session altogether. And um, right. So what I recommend usually when I work with, with uh, coaches and mentoring them, it's like do a lot of coaching sessions, plenty of them. The more you can, the better, and record all of them. And then find something, listen for one that you feel comfortable, that you, that you feel like yourself and you feel like that's a representation of some of your coaching. So they're not all going to be the same. And like you said, one session could be great, and then the next one could be horrible <laughs> or, or half horrible. True. <laughs> so, they're not, and even though I have the MCC and master credential, which is the high in the ICF, like you said, but all my coaching sessions are not masterful. They're not, and I don't intend to for them to be like that either, and I don't let my clients know that I all my coaching sessions are going to be, you know, at a master level. Uh, I couldn't do right. that, I think, and I don't want to either. So, but I, I, I... I look for that. I look to be in the master level as much as I can and as much as possible. And I'm evolving as a human being too. So I have growth to, to do in my, as a person and as a coach. And that reflects in my coaching session. Absolutely. You know, and I think the very definition of coaching, having it be a collaborative partnership, is one of these pieces that, that really kind of takes it out of our hands to be able to 100% demonstrate uh, masterful coaching or, or professional coaching level because it isn't solely up to us. It isn't A, we're human, so we're never going to be cookie cutter, you know, quote unquote, top of our game 100%. You know, I mean, we've all, ha we've all had off days. We've all gotten distracted. We've all not felt great, right? We have all these, all these different things. We push our, our own buttons, right? right. I, as a matter of fact, it was really funny. I was, I was actually going to share this with you. I was doing a coaching session that you were observing the other day. And, the, and we talk about this, folks, by the way, in coaching all the time, that you often find yourself coaching what's actually happening in your own life because it shows up in your clients. Mm -hmm. And the client that I was coaching the other day as you were observing my session I, I could have absolutely textbook taken her conversation. She was having challenges with a family member, and I'm like, oh, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you got her. <laughs> yeah, no wonder I got her, right? So so it is, it is one of those things where my own personal stuff as a human shows up, but so does the client, and that's the whole, that's the whole collaborative nature. So my client 
Some of them are more self-aware. Some of them are more willing. Some of them have a, a greater relationship with risk and less shame around certain things. So they're, they're willing to just tear it apart and look at it, and others are a little more hesitant. So even if I showed up at the top of my game 100% of the time, I'm still in a collaborative relationship. So the ability to, quote, unquote, nail it, you know, isn't in my it isn't in my power 100% of the time. Right. Yeah, I think we do attract our clients, and it's a reflection of ourselves, not in, just in this profession, but in all professions. I've seen it with my other professions before and, and the colleagues that I had. And as we evolve, uh, we, we change our clients, too, and they change us, and, and they travel with us. So, yes, we, we do attract them, and, and it's a reflection of, of us, and... It's part of it. At least they have maybe some of some of the clients that we have. They're they're a huge reflection, and some of them are just a little bit of a. But they have part of us. That's why I think we're attracting yeah. them, and they're attracting us. For sure. And yeah. I think these two points that we're starting on are really two very important points for anyone who's getting ready to submit their certification. Is is like I said, mm-hmm. one is that broader perspective about um, you know this is just a, a snapshot. This is not about you know, the, the totality of them as a coach. And two is that there's a there's no such thing, the myth of the perfect session. Um, and, and I think that one of the recommendations that I would like to give is that I really encourage people to record their coaching sessions as often as possible, as early as possible, and just stick with it throughout pretty much the course of your career while you're thinking and warming up to your certifications uh, for sure, but even, you know, later on because it's nice to reflect back on those sessions. Uh, But, I mean, I know that that helped you because, I mean, talk about that a little bit because isn't that one of the things that you did? Yes, and we learn so much by listening to ourselves, coach. You know, it's it's good to listen to someone else's coaching too, but um, it took me a while to get used to my voice just to begin with, you know, recording. Sure. It was like, wow, I don't like that voice. <laughs> Why do I sound like that? <laughs> Why do I talk like that? So just that is a process. And for some people it can take weeks. For some people it can take hours or days or months. So start, like you said, yeah. start, start recording every session you have. And some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be just trash, and that's okay. <laughs> and then so just to listen and, and getting used to your voice, and then getting used to the way you coach and you show up into the sessions, too. That's another thing. And then to really be gentle with yourself and listen to them and say, okay, what did I do right? Or what was more aligned with, with the competencies or the credentials? And then write that for, down first. And then go for, okay, what can I be improved or what can I change? And always look in, into yourself and see what... Um, how were you in that session as a being more than the doing part of it? Because I think that's where the learning is more than the than the doing part. And that's a great gateway into kind of the third piece that I really want to talk about in our time today, and that is um, so many newer coaches, they want to get in and they just want to study the competencies. They want to study, 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 study. And if, and if they don't feel like, a hundred percent confidence they turn back to study 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 and 
one of the things that you just touched on about the state of being, I think, is is probably one of the greatest tips for preparing to submit for certification, and that is let go of the study and focus on the come from, the being state, because mm-hmm. that really is a, a better gateway to achieving them as a byproduct as opposed to being up into your head trying to manufacture them. And I'm sure you've heard that in sessions, right? Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, with the, yes. the difference in the sound? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, you know, when you were talking, it came to mind that I heard so many when I do mentoring, and, and it always tends to be the being of the coach, okay? And that's why I try to focus when I mentor them because, in general, most coaches that got into coaching, we were doing coaching before that, before we knew what it was. So we were already coaching without techniques, without skills or anything like that, but we were doing some kind of coaching, okay, good or bad, but we were usually, you can hear that, oh, I, I'm a good listener, or I, I ask good question, you know, things like that, or people come to me for advice or things like that. So you were doing part of that. And when we, when I focus with the mentory that in them, rather than doing the competencies, like you said, studying, studying, and trying to do them, it gets in the way sometimes of them being there and really being all that they can be as a coach. So when I work with someone like that, I really focus on 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 them more than in who are they being in the session because, and that's when the competencies just come in and they align with themselves. To me, it's, it's kind of like the, the first thing that we talked about, it, coaching was first and then the competencies. You were first as a coach, and then the competencies came in. So adapt the competencies to you in a way. Be yourself and include them in your life and tweak them the way you need to be, uh, that needs to be to, for work for you. Does that make sense? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that there's there's a sound in a coaching session to a coach that is trying to do mm-hmm. the competencies versus a yes. coach that is being themselves. And, the, and that sound, I, I hate to say this, but the sound is a very kind of a, a slightly distanced, like they're slightly distanced from the client. It's not really a... A conversation, it honestly sounds more like a performance. Have you you've heard that, right? right? Yes. Yeah. They, it, and, it, uh, and that's a key word, performance, that you mentioned. They usually are aware of their own performance rather than really be uh, really connecting with the client and focus on the client. They're focused more on what they're doing, what they're not doing, and it is sounds it sounds distant. And it doesn't sound like they're too much into a partnership. They're more into themselves and what they're doing and, yeah. and not yeah, focus on the client. Way. Yes. And they're usually uh, more interested in solving the situation as soon as possible and quickly and going to actions and just, okay, let's do that or giving suggestions or anything that to fix the issue that they have in front of them. Exactly. And and that's really and you gave an example of this and and I um again I just I want to take a second and and recap at the end of our time which will be here in just a couple of minutes but um you you gave an example uh, that this is a, a little bit kind of uh, off center but I think it was a really valuable example when you were talking about the difference between a question that sounds like an ACC level versus sounds like a PCC level versus 
sounds like an MCC level. And and I'd love for you to kind of repeat repeat that for our listeners. Uh, do you remember what Do you remember what you said? I'm going to put you on the spot now. I don't remember what was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you you were talking and you said you know when you ask someone so what would you like to talk about today. And oh, like that, mm-hmm. my you know, what would you like to talk about today, and and why is that important, or or what would your outcome right. be? Right. Like that's yeah, one yeah. level. I don't remember. Yes, okay. it is especially at the beginning of the session when we're creating the the agreement for the session. At an ACC level, we're just asking, you know, what are we here for, or what are we talking today, and and then the client says, and then the coach accepts it and moves into usually into fixing, <laughs> usually right into how can we fix this in action or what have you done and what can you do differently. And they don't know anything about it. And usually you can hear on the client, they say, I don't know, I don't know, because if they knew, they wouldn't come to coaching. They wouldn't need a coach. So right. a PCC level goes a little deeper and finds out, you know, what is the outcome for the session? How is this important to you? What is the significance? How come you want to talk about this? And the NCC goes really deep into it and really make sure that there is an important topic that we're going to talk is valuable and we're going to use this time in the best way we can and it makes sense for the client and it does it fluidly it just flows with the client it it really partners right away and, and establishes the partnership right from the beginning that this is a journey together it's not i'm the expert and you're the client and let's do this and it, and it involves the client into this journey. Absolutely. You know, and I think that that really, um, that's the final final point that I would want to make, and that is when, kind of playing off what you, we were talking about earlier about the state of being and the the more advanced levels of competency demonstration. Um, curiosity comes up for mm-hmm. me over and over and over again. And and I've I've said this to probably 100 students and, and coaches that I mentor, and I'm sure you probably have too, is stop thinking about the competencies, just stay curious. Just stay curious. Right. And that that really is a come from that so richly serves demonstrating the competencies, but it also serves the value that they're bringing to the session. You want to talk a little bit about curiosity for you? How does yes, that show up? is huge and I learned it from Thomas Leonard like you probably and we hear so much from him and that's one of the biggest things that I got from him even though I never met him uh, if you come from curiosity I think you're in coaching mode that to me is so, so together linked with coach with the coach and with being a coach because it means that you're true curiosity not you know curiosity like the kid like a child like curiosity that's what I'm talking about. And you're coming, you're interested in what is happening with the client. You're, you're focused on the client. You're focused on, on their agenda, not on yours. That's, when, uh, that's why curiosity really helps in the coaching process. And, and if the coach comes from that place, most of the competencies are showing up. That's Absolutely. my belief. <laughs> No, I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, it really is, like you said, the childlike wonderment. Like if you've ever watched a child um, kind of, I don't know, watching a, watching a television program or watching a movie or watching a live performance and they get really wide-eyed and they're just hanging on the edge of their seat like they're just, what's going to happen next? I mean, like, but you can see the, ex, the expectation of, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like, right. it's like a surprise, that, you know. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's that level of curiosity 
that is so valuable because the opposite of that, which is what we hear certainly in a lot of sessions where newer coaches or even more veteran coaches are trying to produce something, they're not thinking, I can't wait to see what happens next. They're thinking, how do I get my client to this point that I think they should be at? Right. Yeah. And sometimes and it assuming a totally different things. Type of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes assuming things rather than being curious, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big difference. So to touch on where we've traveled so far, one is is to recognize that there is an organic nature to coaching, that even though competencies exist, masteries exist, standards exist, that coaching actually was happening all over the world before those things even came into place. So, so trust, really have faith in following your gut and, and really just being um, able to kind of offer up your coaching and, and have it be evaluated in that little slice and, and then kind of incorporate that and keep moving, right? Incorporate it and keep mm-hmm. moving. There's the, there's the piece about busting the myth of the perfect session. So take that burden out of your life. Uh, don't strive to do the perfect session or always have the perfect session because you're setting yourself up for uh, a really rough road with a pretty, uh, you know, high high propensity for failure, <laughs> I think is a fair assessment around that. And then the third piece that we're talking about is the state of being for the coach and releasing the need to perform or to create or to get, quote-unquote, the client to a certain place that you think uh, they need to be or get yourself to a certain place of demonstration, but really focus on your being state and your curiosity. I think that these components that we've brought together, I mean, if, if you could summarize it, Eduardo, if you were to give this as a gift to all the coaches out there that are getting ready to certify, um, is there anything you would add? Um no, I think you you did it really well. It's it's about the being. It's about being curious, and it's about being you. Uh, bring bring the you that you are into the coaching session because they hire you because of that. Otherwise, they will hire Terry or me or someone else. So it it yeah. I really <laughs> emphasize that. So yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was saying. Awesome, and and trust me, I mean Eduardo. I mean, how many sessions do you think you've listened to in the last? 10 years. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. I do a hundreds. lot of examinations and for the ICF and for other schools too and and for my clients as a mentor too. So I, I don't know. I didn't keep count, but <laughs> I do a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's again, it's over and over and over. It's the same recurring thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hope I hope that our listeners really take this to heart today and that if you're planning and preparing for certification, yes, you do want to study, you do want to invest in good training. There's absolutely that's undeniable, but there's much more to it. There's and this greater perspective I hope we've been able to share with you today and Eduardo, I appreciate your wisdom around this. Um I hope serves you to having a clearer focus and a more relaxed and peaceful approach to your own certification journey. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out and, and, you know, ask us any questions. You can reach Eduardo. Eduardo, you want to go ahead and let them know how to check you out more and how to get in contact with you? 
Sure. They can um, check my website at uh, eduardovier.com. It's E-D-U-A-R-D-O, V as in Victor, I-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can learn more, uh, obviously, about me just through our uh, regular website for the radio program, and that is coachingimpactradio.com. And with that, we're going to wrap up our time together today uh, with one final reminder before I hand things back to Vince to close us out, and that reminder is start recording your sessions. Record them consistently and as early as you can, and just keep doing it because that's going to pay off in the long run as well towards your certification. And with that, thank you so much, Eduardo. We're going to hand things back to Vince to close us out. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us today. Join us next week for more exciting coaching conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience the ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. Join us next week, same time and place, as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.